0: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm your host to this week, the show Matt Peverell, the host that puts you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, everyone in the Steelers organization that really is involved with putting together a roster that's going to chase after that seventh Lombardi. And look... We roll through the preseason now. We have had the Hall of Fame game, and wasn't it good to see all the Hall of Fame inductees? I don't know about you, but you know, watching, you know, Troy Polamalu, even Donnie Shell, you know, hearing from Bill Cowher, uh, and then of course Alan Fanicker as well, and then seeing the the, the the sort of film that they did for for Bill Nunn there. But it felt like a Steelers weekend. It was a Steelers weekend. Uh, and isn't it lucky that we've got this extra week? We've had this extra week as Steelers fans. We've had to wait a long time uh, you know, for some football. And now we go, we go forward to the Philadelphia Eagles. And in fact, by the time this show goes live, obviously, I, as we always know, I record this usually Wednesday, Thursday, my time, my new slot is on a Thursday. By the time you're even listening to this and it goes live, you know this is your pregame show pretty much uh you might you know you've had the preview and what have you but this is pretty much one of the i think going to be your your pregame show uh i think dave stat dave stat geek's going live as well so you know we're in a really interesting environment from that perspective and you know, if I can say anything about this Eagles game is is it's going to be really interesting to see who the Steelers, you know, play on our side of things as Mike Tomlin said in his press conference this week, who's going to get their first start in this game. You know, who's going to be the, who are going to be the guys that step up that are existing guys on the roster or or guys that are new to the roster Uh, that that's going to be the biggest thing. So, you know, definitely a lot of storylines going, um, you know, into this game and, you know what are we going to see at the quarterback position? It looks as though we're going to have a replica, you know, of, of what we had last week, where you had Mason Rudolph start the game, Haskins close out the first first half, and then you're going to have you know Josh Dobbs finish finish it off. And that's going to be that's going to be pretty interesting from that perspective. There are a few, there's only one injury on the Pittsburgh Steelers side at the moment, which is Calvin Taylor. Uh, and then on the Philadelphia Eagles side, they've got a, a wide wide receiver in Michael Walker injured, and uh, a cornerback in Obi Melifonwu as well there, which which they actually could be helpful for some of the Steelers' uh, quarterbacks because I actually rate Melifonwu and and what he's able to do there. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see uh, what the result is of that game. But look, obviously on War Room, we like to talk about everything the roster and the composition, and, and we continue to roll on. Last week we talked about TJ Watt's contract. I guess the TJ Watt contract update. We still don't know uh, where that's at. We still don't know when that's going to be signed. But look, as still a fan, you know, obviously we saw Cameron Haywood last year sign that right before the season. You know, there's if you think back to Troy signing the airport on the way to the first game. You know, I don't think we need to really worry too much about it, but I would really like to see TJ play the last preseason game, not the full game, but I would like to see him make some appearances in that. So I'm kind of hopeful we can get this sorted sooner rather than later. I think obviously this week you've had the interesting and last uh, sort of two days by the time or three days by the time this goes live. You've had Joe Hayden as well, you know, and come out with his agent and say he wants to retire a Pittsburgh Steeler. And, and Joe Hayden's an interesting one too because, you know, I caught – all the five minutes or so uh, of Jeffrey Benedict and Michael Beck's uh, curtain call, which is obviously, you no know, your enemy come, come the season. And and they were talking about Joe Hayden's numbers and should he get the new contract. And I know that Jeffrey's a big fan of that um, as a several of the BTSC guys and, and, I, you know, my fellow contributors and what have you. And, and I definitely agree with that, but I think it's interesting the number that he signs for, you know, Jeffrey was saying eleven to six, sorry five to six million on a three year deal could be an interesting one. Uh, I definitely think you know he'll he'll want that six and a half to seven potentially whether we're going to pay him or not. Jeffrey sold that great insight that he's got to play twenty six more games to become a Pittsburgh Steeler in terms of his career. Uh, you know over a Cleveland Brown. And then they talked about whether we make the Hall of Fame over those three years, and that's what's pretty interesting because Mark and I have talked about that, my co-host on Steelers Touch Down Under, uh, you know, as, as we like to say, and we've talked about that a little bit, and we sort of talked to the fact that it depends how many years Hayden plays now. It depends also, you know, can he get a Super Bowl, uh, you know, because he's not had – he's only had more than five picks twice in his career, I think a few more Pro Bowls. Are going to help him as well in terms, and he's got three of those in his eleven-year career so far. You know, we can probably expect that he's not going to, you know, make an All-Pro, but you never know. You never know. Uh, But you know, he's a shutdown corner, and I think you know you've got to go beyond, you know, the 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 stats of interceptions and tackles and forced fumbles and uh, pass defenses and what have you. But he has had a heap of pass defenses. Like he's almost he's had almost 150, you know, in an eleven-year career. So you know that's quite a that's quite a big average there, you know, and what he's got. So, you know, and perhaps that's something we can look at down the track either on this show or or Steelers touchdown under, but it's, as I said, that's that's one of the other storylines that we've got coming out this week as well. So, you know, interesting, interesting to see how that plays out. Obviously you've got Mink Fitzpatrick too, uh, that could potentially sign that contract because really, and, and I like to remind people of this our 2022 roster you know, there's a lot of players that, you know, we don't really have on that list. We've got 45 players contracted there, but a lot of those guys are those undrafted free agents that we've brought in. You know, when it, we talk about top players, it's guys like, you know, I mean, Ben's got avoidable voidable year, but he's not really, so he's not really there though uh, in terms of his salary, but really you've got, you know, the top guys that we've got signed for next year are Stefan Tuitt, Cameron Haywood, Devin Bush, Chris Boswell, Eric Ebron, and again, he's cuttable if we want to next year. Derek Watt, Zach Banner, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. You know, Juju's got avoidable year, but obviously he won't be around. You know, Najee Harris, Mason Rudolph, uh, Tyson Alawalu, Cameron Sutton. Melvin Ingram's got a bonus there avoidable, so he's not actually on that roster. But I actually think that they will look to bring him back there. I think that that's that's something they're going to look to do with him. Chris Wormley, uh, Chase Claypool, you know Joe Haig's back. Uh, that's a presuming presuming he makes the squad this year. Deontay Johnson, Pat Fremuth, Justin Lane, Benny Snell, Alex Highsmith, Alex McFarland, Kevin Dotson, Zach Gentry, Isaiah Bugs, Kendrick Green. You know, and then we get into a lot of the rookies that they basically signed this year, plus James Pierre, Ulysses Gilbert. Uh, so, you know, as I say, like we're really looking at a very young team in terms of what's on the roster signed through twenty twenty two right now. But I thought it might be interesting, you know, in today's show, if we thought about the that common phrase, you know, that common you know phrase or you know um, saying around in with the old. Oh, sorry, in with, out with the old and in with the new. But I sort of thought for the Pittsburgh Steelers, is it going to be this final 53 that we see? Is it going to be in with the old and out with the new instead? You know, and I kind of gave it away there when I when I made that little, little error. So I was saying it, but, you know, in terms of what it could be. But if we break up all the positions into you know all the players, I guess, into 15 or so positions. Now, technically, what they're listed as is gonna is a little bit different, actually, if you look at uh pro football reference. But that's the roster I'm gonna go off for this, uh, you know, in terms of you know, different people on that roster. So we're gonna look at the 15 positions of kicker, punter, quarterback, running back, and I've combined fullback with this one because we really only got one one player there in Derek Watt. I mean, Trey Edmonds is, you know, I think, you know, equally a fullback, equally a running back. Tight end, guard, center, tackle, defensive, tackle, defensive end, inside linebacker, outside linebacker, strong safety and cornerback. And also for for the purposes of this, you know, Cameron Haywood is a defensive end, not a defensive tackle. So when I looked at these, and I, I just think it's interesting because, where does it sit right now and how's it going to sit over the next few weeks? How's it going to change? So if we take the kicker position, look, we've got two guys in camp at the moment. We've got Chris Boswell and Sam Sloan. Now, unless something drastic happens to Chris Boswell, Sam Sloan ain't making the Pittsburgh Steelers 53, you know, and that's what I'm looking at. Today we're talking about guys at the different positions. Is it in with the old and out with the new, or it was, is it in with the new and out with the old? And, you know, when we talk about these kickers, I think Sam Sloman could definitely make a practice squad. I could definitely see that happening. But when it comes to the starting kicker and the kicker on the 53, it's definitely going to be Chris Boswell. You know, we, we know that it's going to be the Wizard of Boz. And so, you know, if Sloman was going to make it, he'd make up one of those, you know, 10 slots that have had two years, two accrued years. Or less, um, you know, from from that perspective, because he's he's technically had the he's had the two two teams, um, you know, but he's only had that one year last year. So, you know, he he's going to come from that ten rather than those six those six slots. We then get onto the punting position, MVP, big press, press the half, and I think, um, you know, Bad was calling him on the preview, you know, from from the bit, the bits that I listened to, you know, back. You're gonna have to think he's gonna get picked. I mean, Bad made the point. He's all over in the media. You know, like Presley Harbin's not gonna be around if you, if you let him try. If you think you're gonna try and let him pass through through waivers, he's just not gonna be around. Jordan Berry, my fellow countryman as an Australian, there's a plenty of other Australians that can kick better than him. You'd have to think, you know, that he's out. And and it's going back to what we've talked about a lot. It's the shanked punts. It's the reliability, you know, of him. He, he's just not gonna be. He's just not gonna be there, at, you know, when it, when the season rolls around. I can't see it. I could. Part of me goes. Do they try and keep him on a practice squad? I don't think so. I think he'll get picked up by another team. To be to be quite frank, uh, you know, he had one of his. He actually technically had his best average year last year. You know, he didn't have his longest uh, punt. His his longest punt was sixty two. Um, you know, and that's the the worst. His, his worst equal year for his longest punt the last time that happened was 2017 but his average punt actually was 45.8 which was .2 higher than 2016 and .3 higher than 2019 and the rest of you know at the rest of his years he's kicked uh you know under 43 yards so actually he had a really good he had a really good season last year from more perspective and he actually you know kicked you know for a decent amount of yards you know, when we, as we, obviously we talk about that per attempt, but you know, he kicked for his lowest number, his second lowest, actually, yeah, his lowest number for attempt for attempts uh, and certainly not his lowest number full of yards. Obviously that's going to mean the difference there in the average. So, you know, I think it's interesting from, from Berry, but I think it's goodbye Berry. The Berry's rotten, you know, if we want to, if we want to use that phrase, so he'll be out and MVP big press will be in. So let's go to the quarterback position though. So we've got Ben Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, Josh Dobbs. I think it's pretty safe to say when we're going in with, you know, in with the old here, and it'll be out with, you know, it's not really out with the new because you, you'd think that Dwayne Haskins is making it over Josh job Josh Dobbs. Sorry. Uh, and and they'll need to carry three quarterbacks on that roster because I don't think, again, I think Haskins will get picked up by someone. I think he's proven this offseason, you know, that he you know he he can he's someone to to consider. I'll put it this way, he's he's put himself through this Steelers, you know, preseason and, and off season. And but you know while it hasn't been without the, its drama, it doesn't look like that's actually his fault this time. So I think when it comes to the the quarterback position, we can go old. So technically, where it's two one to the oldies uh, from the kicker and the quarterback versus the punter. Then if we look at the running back and the fullback position, as I said, we're going to count, you know, Derek in there. I think it's it's almost an even split, but but I think we're going to go old for this one. It's going to feel like new though, because we're going to see more of Anthony McFarlane Jr. It's going to feel new because we've got Najee Harris as the bell cow. It's going to feel new as well because we've got Kalen Bellage. So, you know, and, and I think he's going to make the squad now over, over you know, Jalen Samuels. You've got a rookie on there. I actually, until I put up this list, didn't quite actually know it was there in Pete Guerrero. Pete Guerrero? Yeah, Guerrero. Uh, You know, and I I can't say, I think this guy looks like to be a bit of a camp body and I can't see him doing much. He's the smallest apart from Tony Brooks-James. I didn't realize Kalen Balaj had, you know, had so much weight to him. He's actually 231 pounds. So he's up there with like a Najee Harris in terms of size. And we haven't seen much of Benny Snell. Uh, You know, Trey Edmonds has moved around a little bit for us. So, you know, depending on the makeup of this, this could start to skew new but I think once you throw in Derek Watt, you know, being there from last season, you know, it's it's old, you know, it's the old players. And that's what I mean. We're not talking about the age of these players. We're talking about, and I should have clarified that up front, we're talking about players that have either been on the Steelers roster last year or they haven't, uh, you know, and they're new this year. We go to the tight end position. Now, the tight end position. It's gonna be interesting for that one because I like it's again like the running back position, it's gonna feel new, you know, if Zach Gentry makes in that top three. It's gonna feel new to a degree with Kevin Rader. It's definitely gonna feel new if it's Marcus Bohr. So, you know, I think it will technically, you know, be old because of Zach Gentry and Eric Ebron. And I think you've got their Pat Freeruth. But it's gonna feel new. But we're gonna give it to the oldies in, in this case. We move on to the wide receiver position. Now we obviously know the top three wide receivers gonna be Deontay Chase, Claypool, you know, and Juju Smith-Schuster. James Washington, you know, whether he's you know requested a trade or not, he's sitting there. But from there, and then you've got obviously Ray Ray McLeod, you know, return specialist too, um, you know, and then they picked up a guy like Cody White. So. But Cody's, you know, obviously not played for the Steelers yet. So again, this is this is a a position that's safe to say it's probably going to be old, even though they've guys like Rico Bossi and Matthew Sexton. But you could find that this becomes a pretty even split if James Washington was to leave. You know, I definitely think you start to see this could be could be an even split there. So that's what that's what I think it's interesting to see see with where the position falls at this moment, but we're going to call it old for the sake of what we want to do, you know, in the, in this podcast and sort of thinking, you know, in with the old, out with the new, but with there, we're going to take a break. Join us for part two. We're going to finish off this in with the old, out with the new. Steelers War Room. I'm Matt Peverell, your host of this weekly show. The host that puts you, or well, and the show that puts you in the minds, hopefully, of uh, of Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, and Omar Khan. So as I said, we were talking about in part one, you know, we talked about a few updates that have come through this week. You know, you're getting ready for that Eagles game. You're thinking about some of the players, you know, they're gonna be playing in this game or players that are on the sideline. What does it mean for the Pittsburgh Steelers? you know, and, or then Steelers. And then, uh, you know, well, I was looking at players, the positions and saying, okay, are we going to be in with the old? So guys have been on the roster before um, the, at the majority, you know, of those, the majority of guys are going to be there at each position, or is it going to be new players to the, to the squad, whether they're rookies or they're new to the, to the Steelers this year? And, and who's going to make this final 53 at each position? Is it going to be an old, or is it going to be a new feel to it or composition for that matter? So we got through some key positions there of, you know, I mean, every position is key, you know, depending on how you want to prioritize things, but kicker, punter, quarterback, running back, fullback, wide receiver and tight end. So now we're going to go through the defense and the offensive line. Right now, it's going to be, we can be safe to say that guard is actually going to have a new field to this. Um, you know, I think when you think about Trey Turner, you think about Rashad Coward, who I definitely think is a lock now to make this squad unless, you know, some uh, you know, some injury happens or something crazy happens. And if you actually think about Lance Moore, uh, sorry, Dan Moore and Lance Moore, Dan Moore Jr. as well, he's, he's actually someone that, you know, can play guard. And I actually could see him being that versatile for the Pittsburgh Steelers this season if needed. So I'm actually going to go guard as being new. Uh, right now based on the starters. Center is definitely new If because if you think Finney was not actually on the roster last year, so that's got an old feel to it, but it's actually going to be new because we know Kendrick Green's there as well. When we look at the tackle position, now this is really interesting because right now you've got Chooks, 4 you've got Chaz Green, you've got Joe Haig, there's a you know, guy called Brandon Moulton, the rookie there, You're going to count Dan Moore Jr. in in this because I said if for the guard position, but he's he's not actually there. Then you've got, you know, Zach Banner, um, which is funny because he's actually listed as an offensive guard there. So it's going to be pretty interesting from that perspective, but it could be new if Chaz Green, it could actually be new if Chaz Green, Joe Haig, and you get Dan is going to make the squ- gonna make the squad, or definitely the practice squad. But I, I as a fourth round pick, I, I definitely think he's gonna make the squad. It sounds like he's doing enough. We are probably gonna lean new, but the but it's funny because the likely starters in Chukes and Zach Banner are actually gonna be on the old side. So, you know, we'll have to give this one, we'll have to give this one to the new. Uh, you know, so yeah, interesting. It it's gonna be really dependent on the makeup there. If I go to the defensive tackle position, it's definitely old. When you think about Wormley, you think about Tyson Aluoglu, you think about, you know, I said Cameron Hayward was defensive end, but when you, you know, you think about where he's actually playing and, and the position he's listed at, you think about Carlos Davis, you know, Isaiah Bugs looks like he might be on the outer at this point in time. But, you know, even Henry Mondeau, if he's going to make the squad there, you know, you are looking at it it's very likely that defensive tackle is going to be old you know, in terms of those players that have previously played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If we go to the defensive defensive end position, uh, you know, I definitely, again, think it's going to be old. You know, we know the makeup there of, you know, Cameron Haywood and Stefan Tuit. you know, when I look at players that are, that are backing up in those positions as well, whilst you've got a guy like Isaiah Loudemilk, he's probably sitting there on the practice squad, you know, or he's going to be, you know, low on the depth chart, you know, whilst we've got new guys to the squad, like uh, Ad- Abdullah Anderson, you know, is he going to make it, you know, and is he going to be, you know, play more, you know, toward toward the middle of that defensive line? You know, K- K- Chris Wormley, if he's not going to be playing defensive tackle, he's going to be, you know, at depth at defensive end. So I think we can safely say that it is probably going to be old with the makeup of what this looks like. Uh, and I, I'm counting Melvin Ingram there, obviously, in our, in our sort of team, you know, as an outside linebacker. If you look at the inside linebacker, it's actually going to be old, but it's going to have a real new feel to it. Because if Ulysses Gilbert makes it, he hasn't played that much over the last couple of years for the Steelers. Devin Bush is coming back, you know, after being injured, you know, in week five last year. Um, You know, Buddy Johnson is new to the squad. Jameer Jones is new to the squad. So we're going to have a very different Looking, you know, inside linebacking core. It's going to technically, and the thing is, it could be new if you think about killerbrew Now, I think Miles killerbrew is he, he really going to play in the, the safety sort of, you know, position for the Steelers. So I'm counting him for all intents and purposes on this as safe in the safeties. But if you list him more as a linebacker, then this would skew new. But for all intents and purposes, we're actually going to go old. When it comes to the strong uh, outside linebacker position, it's actually new because when you look at it, I mean, again, it depends where you're going to count Jameer Jones, but the two guys returning Alex Seismuth and TJ Watt, I'm hopefully going to cut Cassius Marsh. Uh, maybe he's one of those six um, players with the two or more accrued seasons that sits there on the practice squad, but they're not going to, I, I can't see them putting Roche on the practice squad. I think they know that he's going to get picked up, but they're definitely not going to put Melvin Ingram. So I really do think that we're going to be in a situation where the outside linebackers is actually new. And I don't think that's going to be an issue for many fans out there because I think we've got great depth now at this position. And Jameer Jones is showing up and, you know, we're going to count him here, you know, in the outside linebacking core. So it's actually going to be, you know, you know, in with the new uh for the outside linebacking core, which is interesting for the Steelers. It's the first time in a long time we've had this. If you, if you think back, particularly when we had Bard Harrison, you know, and TJ Watt on the squad. You know, it's been a long time since it's been, you know, in with new guys at the outside linebacking position. We look at strong, we look at the safety position. And, you know, obviously we've got Minka Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds there. Uh, you know, they're making the squad. Now, Marcus Allen, we have there as linebacker. If he makes it, that continues with the old frame for the, the inside linebacking core. I don't think he makes the squad. I think he sits there on the practice squad. Uh, you know, Antoine Brooks, you know, we're seeing him more likely to be, you know, in, in the slot at this stage. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting part for him. Um, so, you know, again, I'm not seeing, you know, that, that happening there. And then when you look at, you know, guys like Trey Norwood, you know, how does that impact from a strong safety? Now I think, you know, we're gonna for for this, we're gonna list him as cornerback. Uh, but but really, you know, you look at, you know, Miles Killibrew there with Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds, you know, we're probably we, we can I think we can safely say that this is gonna skew toward the toward the old. Um, You know, again, it depends whether if, if Norwood's listed as a safety, is listed as safety, Lamont Wade manages to make the squad, then suddenly you are in a situation where you know we are in with the new. But yeah, I think sa- it's safe to say at this point in time, from what we know, it's definitely going to be in with the old. Then we look at the cornerback position. Now, this is really interesting because we've obviously got Sutton moving into a bigger role. James Pierre played a small sample last year, so that. You know, you're going to argue that he could be quite new, but he's not going to actually be there. He's not going to actually be there. So, but then there's Mark Gilbert. Then there's Shakur Brown. You know, then there's Arthur Millette, Then there's Antoine Brooks if he's pay, playing a slot cornerback position. Is it Trey Norwood, depending on where he's listed? I'm going to say old for what we know right now in terms of the starters on that 53, but this is, again, something that could really, really skew, really, really skew new. So with that, that brings us to all the positions. Now you're going to say, hang on, Matt, those keen-eyed ones out there. You're going to go, hang on. What about long snapper? What about long snapper? Well, yes, that's the interesting part. (laughs) Long snapper is definitely someone, you know, at the moment, it looks like Cameron Canada is going to make it again. So, you know, if that's the case, it's definitely old there. But for the 15, you know, key positions, we're definitely, definitely talking about it being, you know, it's going to actually skew to the old. It's going to skew to the old in those 15 positions, 10-5. Now, that's how it's sitting as we come out of the Hall of Fame game. That's how it's sitting before the Eagles game. That's how it's sitting before all the cuts are made and other guys become available. As I said, there are some of these positions that could skew new. But it's pretty interesting to think about as we go into next year because, as I said earlier in the, in, the, in this show, we've only got 45 players contracted next year. Right. Now we know that the the full roster when you go before the all the cuts are made is of 90 players at the off-season part. So we're going to potentially have 45 plus new players next year. You know, we've got a draft class that we're going to we're going to get, and that's going to make them about a sixth of those. There's guys that need to be re-signed. There's guys that are going to be available through free agency. There's guys that are going to be cut by other teams and brought in as part of our off-season squad. But over the next couple of years, you're going to see a real rotation in this in this Steelers roster, and I think it's incredible the amount of rookies that we actually have, you know, on the roster right now. And you know, Michael Beck alluded to this, you know, in that five or so minutes I caught of yesterday of the of the curtain call, in that Steelers are going to go younger at different positions, and I'm excited by that. And you know, as I always say, you know, this show is meant to put you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, you know, Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan. This is what we want. We want to get younger at these positions. We've got guys that, if we give a chance, and you know, the Steelers have got a history in bringing in our undrafted free agents or you know, fairly you know, late round picks and doing well with them. That's important because that helps you shape a more cost effective roster. That gives you money to go make moves. That gives you money to re-sign key players. But equally, it allows you to be able to build around key centerpieces. When we think about a TJ Watt contract, too. That's going to take up a massive amount of money, particularly if Big Ben's coming back. Think about Minka Fitzpatrick. Again, that's another pool of money. And then suddenly, you know, we're going to go through situations where in the next few years we've got to re-sign Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Devin Bush, you know, and and Alex Highsmith. You need the money to do that. And building these guys up and and keeping these guys – is really, really important. Like if Dan Moore Jr. comes off along with Chukes, you know, we could save a bunch of money. You know, Kendrick Green comes off. He's going to look real cheap, you know, throughout his rookie deal. So these are things we've got to think about when this roster is being put together. But whilst right now there's that 10-5 split, you know, and I think the practice squad will skew new. I think even when you think about those six players with two or more accrued seasons, I think we definitely will skew new there. Um, Next year could be real different. Next year it could be mature, it could be quite easily new in a, a lot of these positions. If we, you know Ben doesn't come back, we're probably going to need to draft a couple of O linemen again next year. We're probably going to maybe even look at a late round tight end, depending on how much free move comes on. You know, you're probably getting rid of Ebron. Probably going to, you know, look at a running back in the fourth or fifth round again next year, you know, to supplement depending on what happens with Benny Snell and McFarlane this year. Can McFarlane learn to not run over his feet? We're going to draft a wide receiver. I think that's given, especially given... You know, we didn't really get one in the draft this year. And Kevin Colbert, technically, next year's draft at the moment is his last draft. He'll want to supply the Steelers with a great wide receiver. And we might not have Juju back. Um, you know, we, we probably certainly, I think, now not going to have James Washington back. The defensive end position, we've got to, and, and tackle position, we need to start getting younger there. But Carlos Davis could be all we need at defensive tackle. So is it defensive end? I think it's really interesting as fans. And I you know this show's about looking forward. But they're the sorts of positions as I say with the draft that we need to be thinking about. They're the positions to look out for as the college season, you know, starts to, you know, ramp up and get underway. You know, is is a new face like Killebrew going to be an old face next year? Is a guy like Norwood gonna make the squad and be an old face next year? You know, is a guy like Shakur Brown gonna sit on the practice squad and we're not gonna see him? You know, is is a Finny, you know, gonna be able to support. Kendrick Green, or is is it going to be Hassan Howell who most fans, you know, you know, despise or don't really think he's very good. These are things to think about. But when I look at the Steelers and if I think back, you know, before this draft class, I don't think many of us would have sat here and said it would be a, you know, two to one, you know, ratio or, you know, 30, you know, over a third of the team would be, at, at, when you look at people that are going to make that final 53 at the different positional levels or different positions on the depth chart are actually going to come from new players. We have a real rebirth with the Steelers. The Steelers are disappointed the last few years. Now, some of that's due to Ben's injuries. Some of that's due to not being able to, you know, execute down the stretch and key injuries to Bush and Dupree, you know, and, you know, Pouncey being out. You know, in COVID, with Tua at one point last year, and Joe Hayden, and and what have you, and they sort of let the let the Steelers, you know, eleven and 0 run crumble, and we finished twelve and four, and we get knocked out in the wild card. But we've got new faces, we've got good veterans, we've got young guys, we've got guys that can learn and build, we've got guys that are coming in fresh, and I think that's exciting for this season. So you know what? What can you do as a Steelers fan? Go out and support the team. You can go and watch this Eagles game with anticipation and think about it. Are players going to put themselves on the map? Are we going to start to see a shift in this balance? Is it going to skew to these newer players? Or is it going to skew back to the old players? Are guys going to play them out, themselves out of a roster spot? Who knows? We'll find out. Either by the time you've listened to this podcast, maybe you've listened, you've watched the game and you're you're able to, you know, attack what I'm sort of saying in your mind with, you know, fresh intelligence that I don't have when I'm recording this. Either way, I appreciate you listening to Behind the Steel Curtain. I appreciate you downloading this show. You know, if you if you haven't before and you are an iTunes listener, please give us a rating on that. If you've ever got anything you want me to deliberately cover on Steelers Warm or Steelers Touchdown Under, please email. Aussie Steeler, that's A-U-S-S-I-E, Steeler91 at gmail.com. And I'd love to cover whatever question that you've got for me. But with that, enjoy all the Steeler's content on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com or across our family of podcasts. And I'll see you, and I'll, you know, well, I won't see you, but uh, you'll hear from me next week when we'll, we'll take our next step you know, through the preseason and looking at how the Steelers can compile a squad that's going to compete for that 7th Lombardi, whether it's this year or in a year to come.